Hi friends, this is Sarah May, and this is another episode of Help Me Be Me. And this is from my book, Help Me Be Me. And it's about fights and tools for being constructive when you're fighting. So some of these are for cohabitation and other of them, uh, others of them are for just all around relationships. So this is for anyone who gets stuck in fights and they just can't seem to communicate or get out of them, despite the fact that both people want to reach a resolution. Because that is a really tough place to be in. Um, So if you can, grab a pen. It helps um, just to have these written down. But if not, um, check out my book or check out my ebook. It's on my website, teaspoonofhappy.com. Anyway, so the first one I'm going to go through um, is just the, the kind of basic rules for good communication. Constructive communication. So number one, I'll just go through this list. No insults, no sentences that begin with, quote, you always. Allow each person to finish speaking. Address one issue at a time. Do not bring up old conflicts. And statements should be phrased in, when you, blank, it makes me feel, blank, or think, blank. So avoid statements that have uh, accusational structure. So like, you are blank. Um, All feelings are valid. All perspectives are valid. Only use objective statements when you're referring to actions of the other person. So you can't declare um, what you think they meant. It should only stay in what you observed and what you experienced. Um, And then honor each other's words as truth. And that's a really big one. And it's important. So if that stuck out to you, like, well, I wouldn't do that. What if they're lying? I would say there might be another bigger issue at play in your relationship. And that's because trust is kind of the most important foundation for a relationship. If you don't have trust, you don't have a good relationship. And if you don't trust the person you're in a relationship with, you should really ask yourself why you are invested in the relationship at all. Because my guess is you might need to work on building uh, a little bit more self-love because you deserve better than that. Okay, number two. This is what I like to call emergency catchphrase. And this is a tool that works well for cohabitation because it takes the edge off of a potentially negative exchange. So when you're in a non-argumentative and decidedly positive state, just decide on um, an emergency catchphrase that you can both use, maybe you both have different ones, that you will use in the place of whatever information needs to be communicated. Um, And that's for if you're in a situation where you are definitely going to explode or you definitely don't want to be around this person. You need them to respect your space. You need them away from you as soon as possible. Um, And I recommend coming up with different ones per different situations. And it always helps to have a little bit of humor in each one just because it'll immediately make it not so serious. For example, if I were to say red October came early, it means I am PMSing and you should not uh, be around me within the room, the same room as me, um, and that you should not take anything personally that I will say because it's not about you. So all of those things can be kind of encoded into the catchphrase 
and it's kind of a fun process. So if you have like someone you cohabitate with or significant other, I recommend um, concepting those together. And the better, um, kind of like the more specific and weird, the more it'll kind of communicate that weird, or sorry, that that fondness in the immediate, um, in the moment. And that's always a really good thing just for the other person to hear because it makes them aware you still care about them and it's not about them. For example, sometimes Adam has to take a man bath and that's like, uh, I need to zone out on my own kind of thing. Um, next up tool number two. Okay. This one is called breaking, uh, break off the dirt or break the dirt off. Um, so this is like when you have a fight with somebody, it's, if you want to be constructive and you want to actually reach a solution, reduce the issue to its simplest form. So imagine the conflict as if it's like something that's caked in dirt and that dirt is made up of all the negative feelings that have become attached to the issue. And the issue is really what you want to focus on. So this issue is probably very um, understandable and approachable, but right now it's caked in anger and hurt and therefore it's just being convoluted. Um, so in order to get to the solution the quickest way, you've just got to break off all the hardened chunks of dirt that are stuck to it. So reduce it, reduce all of the non-essential pieces of information, all of those extra words, anything you're going to add to it that might make it a little bit, uh, spiky (laughs) on the way down. Like just don't add any barbs to it. Just communicate it in the very basic, clear most simple form possible. That was an ugly sentence. Anyway, uh, keep your words calm, focused, and to the point. So Adam's here for a little role play. This is a, this is an example of a dirty fight. You always focus on what's bad and what's wrong. And that's just how you, that's just how you are. This is an example of a constructive one. I feel hurt and uh, uh, insignificant. So it would help if you took time to validate me uh, as a person. Alrighty, and number three, this tool is called Echo Listening. And this is um, basically listen and repeat. Those are the steps. So an echo of your voice should be exact, otherwise it's not your words. So this is a tool to help you really hear what the other person is communicating without adding your own twist to it. Just because often we're doing that, we don't even realize it. You're putting it through a filter that's still making you hear it as different or meaner than it's intended to be. So it's helpful for situations where you just can't seem to communicate and you are both trying really, really hard. And it's a little bit tedious but it works. And if you, um, if you care about this other person you're fighting with, it's, it's really, really painful when you're in fights, but know that you're, um, you're likely getting more upset at them because you can't identify with their position. Like you can't relate to them. And that's because you cannot understand where they're coming from. So this is a tool to help you understand where they're coming from so that you can kind of both Forgive each other and um, hopefully see the validity in where both of you are coming from. So the rules of this 
game. I was going to say game, but it's more, it's just a tool. The rules of this tool are basically each person will voice one con- conflict at a time. And so whoever's going first will state in a clear, calm voice their issue, and they'll stop at the end of each sentence. And so after each and every sentence they say, then the listener has to repeat back to them in their exact words what they've said. And that speaker has the floor until they signal that they are done with that statement. After they've gone through that entire statement, then it's the job of the listener to give uh, their version of what that person has said in their own words. So how the speaker feels and why they would feel that way. And they can only base it on the explanation um, provided in that statement. So no bringing in external facts. So after that, the speaker is not allowed to rebut. It's now turn for the listener. Now it's the turn of the listener to say, uh, state their um, conflict or need. So ideally what happens in this is you actually do learn to see the other person's side and vice versa. And in most fights, both parties have very valid reasons. And the first step in fixing the conflict is just understanding the other person's side so that you can figure out a solution that accommodates both of those sides. Moving on to the next tool. Um, This one I call empty the rocks in your shoe. And this is basically empty yourself of any kind of thing that's bugging you. Like in, if you have that little uh, like thing that's irking you, if you have that and you're still holding onto it and it's still bugging you, voice it as soon as possible. Don't assume anything about anyone else's mind or that they can read you. I think that's a really universal problem is that people assume everyone knows what they're thinking and what they're feeling. And that is not the case. Assume the opposite. As a rule, if you want to keep yourself away from unnecessary pain, assume people have no idea what's going on in your head whatsoever. The last thing you want to do is render an entire story in your head about what the other person is thinking and why they're doing what they're doing and how it's really about the thing you did and nah, 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 because that's just going to take you far, far away from A, reality, and B, your relationship. Like you're making up what the other person is thinking and that's not true and it's also not fair to them. So if something is bugging you and it's important to you, say it. No one is psychic. Nothing is obvious. You have a totally different set of experiences than everyone else in your life. So I recommend voicing it sooner or later and don't talk yourself out of it because if it's bugging you, it's valid. It's never a good idea to keep things inside because what that does is it creates distance in your relationship and as a byproduct, it negates the importance of your feelings to you. And long-term, that actually creates uh, like depression. Like you're actively telling yourself your feelings and your opinion doesn't matter that much. And the more you keep inside and you don't express, if it's anger and upset, that will convert into depression. It's, it just becomes like you're almost holding your inner self hostage and it's just become beaten down by the abuse of like tolerating um, negative behaviors from others at your own hand. So you're like the, uh, hostage keeper of sorts. Um, it's also really 
a healthy habit to voice complaints or conflicts or misunderstandings or feelings as soon as they happen, just to keep your relationships healthy. Because what happens to a lot of us is after a year of having something really hurt your feelings, it explodes. Like one day you just erupt and then it's like a slew of all of the things you didn't say over the last year that have been pissing you off. And then it, not only is it um, it's negating your feelings for all this time while you're keeping it inside, you are very unfairly dumping all of this blame onto the recipient because they're not going to be able to tolerate all of that at once, um, let alone take it in. It's, it's very opposite of constructive because you're basically saying uh you're you do all these terrible things and they have had no idea that has even been happening which is if you put yourself in those shoes that's really really uh painful hurtful um it would make you very angry and that's usually what happens to people they get very angry and offended and they feel like they have been injured because it's like They've been living a lie. They've been thinking, oh, I've been doing a great job. I'm, we're happy. Everything's normal. But what? I'm all these things. Like, it's just not a, not a fair way, not a nice way to bring up issues. And they also, it's like they're put on the stand and it's not something they can defend themselves from. It's like they suddenly have to uh, explain like something that happened a year ago, it's like it has no relevance when it's put in that context. It's not uh, it's not rational to take things that out of context. It's almost like um, if the FBI was building a case against you, they would go through your phone records. That's kind of what you're doing. It's like that is just not cool. It's not loving, not constructive. Okay, moving on. Tool is called shoulds are unfair play. So I just, whenever I say this, I picture a, a yellow flag just being thrown. And it's just a general rule of conduct. All shoulds when it comes to reading your mind are off limits. So there's no such thing as someone that should have known what you wanted if you didn't say it. And I know that there are a lot of situations that you might feel like, but they would and they could and then, but it's just to keep your relationships happy and carefree and for your own sanity? No. Assume they don't. Never bring that into an argument as a rationale for why you are right and they're wrong. Because it's it's totally unfair, but it's it's also um it's impossible for you to decide something like that for somebody else. You are in your body, living your life and your experiences you cannot dictate to anybody else what they did or did not know about you. And things like, it's obvious, or I'm always like this, why would you not? Like, that's all completely made up in your mind. It does not exist in reality. That is no basis for uh, an argument against, or, or I should say, in favor of somebody else improving. It's almost like su suggesting they improve at mind reading. It's not constructive. It's also uh, not a rational way to uh, come in an argument or come at a conflict. You should have tools that allow you both to communicate better. You should not be stressing that someone else 
read your brain better. So now we have another reenactment with Adam, my love of my life. <clears throat> you knew I was having a party, and I was setting it up all by myself. You should have, you should have, and could have offered to help. You're so selfish. I always help you. Here is another example. He's basically not talking to me about it because we don't have that kind of friendship. It's way more based on location. It's not like a real friendship. Again, this one's not true. You decided without the other person, and you have chosen that the friendship was not a real one. So you're assuming the other person's feelings and intentions, and that is invalid. It's not, you cannot decide somebody else's um, decision based on what you think they would do. If you want something, ask for it and just feel justified in that. If you mean something, demonstrate it. If you want a friendship that is more real and weighted, then act as, as if it is. Express that. And if you don't, you cannot blame the other person for not acting like it is too. I, you just don't know. It's quite possible that they would be if you showed up first and invested in it back. And if you don't feel comfortable doing something like that, like asking for what you want, I think there's something else at play, and I think you might have to do kind of some self-examination. And it's likely because you're afraid of getting hurt, um, but you are the one getting hurt in this case, and it's at your own hand. And you have no idea how much richer your life would be if you did invest and put yourself in the line of fire, but, you know, walk heart first. I recommend um, working on building just some self-love because once you realize how worthy you are of investing in and going out of your way for and how deserving you are of great treatment, then you can comfortably accept it and demand it from others. It'll just be automatic. Um, but that is uh, all for my tools today. Um, I do have more in my book, and uh, I invite you to check it out. Um, and I know this, this is a lot to take in, but I would like to offer a bright side to look at. Um, look at each fight as an opportunity to grow closer. And it can be frustrating when you repeat communications or miscommunications, but you can look at repeated fights as a sign that there is a solution, but the tools that you've been attempting or the meth methods you've been attempting are not working. So it's just time to try a different approach. And it's not because one person is just messing up again and again while the other person is doing everything right. It's just because there's a missing piece of information. So something has not been translated between the two of you, and that is causing the fight to recur. So even though you see reality as crystal clear, your crystal clear, your crystal clear reality is different than the other person's. So think of it like you're both wearing two different kinds of high-tech spy goggles and each one has its own translation overlays and like a labeling system in totally different language. So your goal is to figure out how each other's systems read and what is not aligning.
Um, so in closing, I want to let you know um, that these tools and others are all on my website, teaspoonofhappy.com, and they're also available in individual toolkits in ebook form. Um, so I invite you to check them out. And if you like this, please review this podcast on iTunes. It helps me out a lot, and that way I can make more of them. Yay. Uh, and thank you very much for listening. And as always, don't forget to smile. Thank you.